This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous offers. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, Mom and Dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Colorado Rockies are now saying the fan was calling for Dinger, not using a racial slur. They have now since reversed course after putting out a statement saying that racial slurs will never be tolerated, ever. They were disgusted at the racial slur by a fan directed at the Marlins' Lewis Brinson during the ninth inning of today's game. And now they realize that he was just yelling for the mascot. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. You got to put this in the can't make this up category. This is like a Larry David, a Seinfeld, a Veep, and a, and a Mel Brooks all rolled into one here. Amazing. So this guy is yelling Dinger, which is the dinosaur mascot for the Rockies. Okay. And that's, let me, pl- first of all, this is, this is now, this is the, this is amazing to me that we're actually in this spot right now. I'm amazed that we're here today, but here we are today. So the Colorado Rockies have now confirmed to Nine News on Monday today that investigation into a fan allegedly shouting the N-word at Sunday's game against the Miami Marlins found that the fan was actually trying to get the attention of the mascot, Dinger. And he was shouting that name, Dinger. Do you ever feel like you're living in a in a fake alternate reality that and I can't tell you how many people were slamming this guy as being a racist. This poor guy, he won't come forward by the way. He will not come forward because he's afraid of of his life, he's afraid of the Twitter mob, he's afraid of getting destroyed. He wants nothing to do with it. He's he was there with his grandkids and and his family and he wanted everybody to get a picture with the mascot. Think about this now. So Steve Sager from 99 News in Colorado He said, I spoke to the fan who isn't sure whether he wants his identity released out of fear of the Twitter mob. I'll respect that. He said he was at the game with his wife and grandkids. He wanted a picture of all of them with Dinger. He's pretty devastated that people heard him the wrong way. He insists, and the video seems to back it up, that he was trying to get the mascot's attention. He said he shouted a few times and the game ended and Dinger was on the field. He didn't hear about any of this until his daughter called him today. The Rockies had called her as the seats are hers. He then saw how much the story is blown up. He's nervous about what happens next. And can you blame him? Can you blame him for being nervous about this? Can you blame him? I cannot. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing to me. And so originally now, the Rockies put out a statement. The Colorado Rockies put out a statement. And they said the following. Ready? The Colorado Rockies are disgusted at the racial slur by a fan directed at the Marlins' Lewis Brinson during the ninth inning of today's game. Although the subject was not identified prior to the end of the game, the Rockies are still investigating this incident. The Rockies have zero tolerance for any form of racism 
or discrimination, and any fan using derogatory language of any kind will be ejected and banned from Coors Field. Now, of course, the Rockies are saying, well, okay, we really actually, that's actually not what happened here. So, let me play for you the uh, the incident. This is from Steve Stager. Now, he's the local Nine News guy, so I'm just playing you part of a newscast. Because at first I actually debated, can I even play this? But now that we know it's confirmed that he was yelling for the mascot, of course we can play this. Why wouldn't we play this? Uh, here here we go. Let's uh, play this for you. Pick on okay. Three yesterday. Here's the 1-0. And again, it's 2-0. And this is not to pick on, on Ben. Yeah, he's yelling dinger. Three yesterday. Here's the 1-0. And again, it's 2-0. And this is not to pick on on. Yeah. Dinger. 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 This is, I feel like this encapsulates so much of where we are today as a society, as a culture. People initially heard this and assumed the worst of this guy. Piled on the internet. Piled on confirming, killing the guy, boom, 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 beating him up, killing him, killing him. And now we all know, with no equivocation whatsoever, that this man was simply yelling for the mascot named Dinger. However, the Washington Post reported it as a fact, no equivocation whatsoever, that a Rockies fan yelled a racial slur. You see what I mean about people not believing the news? Do you, do you see why people don't believe the media anymore? And do you see why people are so suspect of trusting authorities on anything? On anything. Whether it's, no matter what it is, because how many times have we been told the wrong thing? This is what the Washington Post wrote. Ready? The N-word was shouted multiple times from the stands Sunday at Denver's Coors Field during a game between the Colorado Rockies and the Miami Marlins. The incident occurred while the Marlins' Lewis Brinson, who was black, was at the plate at the ninth inning. As fact. It was fact. Churning the outrage machine. Got to make sure that everybody's upset. Got to make sure that everybody is angry. The Rockies confirmed the man was yelling at Dinger, the team mascot. Okay. Three yesterday. Here's the 1-0. And again, it's 2-0. Yeah. And, this is not to pick up and, and you can yeah. see now, I'm watching this video. The guy is clearly pointing at the mascot, getting everybody's attention, and yelling at the mascot and pointing at him. And nobody around him thinks anything else. They're all looking at the mascot with him. So everybody in his section is looking at the mascot. Nobody is shocked. Nobody's appalled because nobody thinks that he was yelling the N-word. This is fake news again. It was fake news. They started it as fake news. It spread around the internet like wildfire. The media jumped all in. Big controversy. They had a big controversy here. Racist guy at a Colorado baseball game. Look at this. And this poor man now is afraid to come out and speak. He's afraid to come out and say anything because he doesn't want the outrage mob coming after him. And can you blame him? Can you blame him? Uh, This is from one of the sports writers there. I have talked to the Rockies who investigated the incident, tracked the fan, talked to uh, the Lewis, Lewis Brinson. As many of you in Nine News has reported, the fan was yelling for the mascot. Apologies come from the club, which also thought it heard the insult. And from me, this guy Thomas Harding writes, for casting aspersions on the fan and stadium worker. The team also tracked video and audio from both broadcasts, even talked to season ticket holders, the fan and his wife. I am happy for the conclusion. (laughs) Thomas Harding, who's covered the Rockies since 2000, and also jumped on the bandwagon that this guy was yelling. And of course, now what happens? 
the, 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 the skeptics that obviously this man has to be a racist, like one guy responding, seems like an odd time in the game for an adult to be yelling for the mascot. I, w- w- but, what it, but what, it's an appropriate time for him to be yelling the N-word? That, is that an appropriate time? Or, or I should say, is it, 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 it's not an odd time if, if this grown man was yelling the N-word at, an, at, at, at a baseball game? Now, the Colorado Rockies owe this guy a huge, huge apology for this. Yeah, I should also add South Park in this because the Wheel of Fortune episode. I mean, there's so many things. You could you could go on, and I mean, you could have a lot of fun with this, but I'm just saying, I, will the Colorado Rockies apologize? This statement is still, is still on their website. I, this is what I don't understand. It's still on their Twitter feed. Why have you not taken this down yet? Why have you not taken this down yet? You have a dinosaur named Dinger, and and this guy was yelling for him, and you are still you still have your tweet up say, suggesting the guy's a racist. I mean, I'm just I'm just amazing. I, I'm amazed at this now. And and thank God, like Winnie the Pooh wasn't there, and somebody was also yelling Tigger over and over again to his sidekick Tigger. I mean, this is just insane. But is it really? Knowing what we know now about of the times in which we live, where, where the ultimate goal is to be first, not to be factual, to be first, to jump on and be first and cause outrage and churn the outrage machine, you get points for that. You get rewarded for that in today's day and age. You do. Like I have, uh, I think at the t- right now I've got 15,000 Twitter followers and that's it. I don't really care. I don't really spend much time investing in this. But I could probably get more if I jumped on the outrage machine. It, you you get rewarded in today's day and age for coming out with outrageous takes. Man yells N-word, it stands. And then you just pile on and then more people and you, you, you quote tweet and you hashtag and you, this is racism, Trump's America. I'm sure there was a Trump thrown in there at some point in the threads, various threads. And that's it. And you don't get, you don't get dinged to. That's the other thing. Not only do you get points for being first, not points for being factual, there's no dinging you when you're wrong, you don't lose any credibility. You just go on with your life. Hell, you don't even have to delete the tweets. Like, think about it. The Colorado Rockies, the tweet's still up as of the time I'm recording this podcast. So I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, right, if, if this doesn't show the times we live in, I don't know what does. Let me give you some other news today, by the way. Um, Dr. Robert Redfeld, the former CDC director, Wuhan lab leak, most likely COVID origin. I think we all know that now. Although somebody called me a racist today because I said the same thing on Twitter. I just blocked her. I'm not going to go back and forth. I'm really not. I, it's like calling this poor guy a racist and I wonder why he wants to come forward. Nowadays, the thing that you do when you're an idiot and you have no way of intelligently debating somebody is to just throw the word racist out there. And I was glad Bill Maher called out woke for their absolutely unexcusable, inexcusable reporting on the Wuhan virus being racist. The, the, the idea that it came from a lab being racist. I'm so glad that they did that, that Bill Maher called them out because they deserve to get called out for it. It's a joke. And he said, Bill Maher said the other night, he says, you know, don't tell me woke doesn't hurt people. It, we, we lost valuable months of time investigating what we all know now is a lab leak. Because people decided it was racist to say it came from a lab. And I always said this too. I said, why is it racist to say it came from a lab, but not to say it came from an undercooked bat burger at a wet market? Why was that never racist? I never understood that. But again, that's trying to use logic. I'm trying to use logic. So I don't I don't have time to go back and forth and debate these idiots. I really don't. I can't. I have kids and a life and it's a beautiful day and I'm just not gonna do it. 
But that that hurts me because I'm not there in it, it, back and forth debating, and it, it, that hurts me in my social media profile. Because to really to rise up, you gotta fight, you gotta call names, you gotta come up with crazy ideas, crazy arguments. I'm thinking about this poor guy today. He's a grandpa, his grandkids. He's probably the nicest guy in the world. Thinking today that possibly now we could, we could, we could, he could have his, his, his grandkids meet the Rockies mascot. And you know how this ends. You know how this ends, right? They're going to have to change the name of the mascot. They're going to have to change the name of the Rockies mascot. You can't have a mascot that has a name that could be misheard to be a racial slur. You're going to have to change this thing. I don't know what you call him. Dino? I, I mean, he's a dinosaur. I, maybe you call him Dino. Dino the Dino? I don't, I don't know, but... <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, man, I, I, it's, you know, I, the dumbest time in which we live. We really do. The dumbest time in which we live. Uh, other news today. <clears throat> the Democrats are spending a whole lot of money. A whole lot of money. Money, 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 money. And they're really happy about it. They're really happy about all the money that they're spending. The reason why they have to spend it, you understand, is because it turns out, and I didn't know this, but climate change is actually worse than COVID. Did you know that? See, I thought COVID was the worst thing ever, but now it's climate change. So now I guess we'll mask our children because climate change, maybe because pollution or something like that. Here is the uh, Senate uh, Majority Leader, uh, Chuck Schumer. And we're going to confront the generational challenge of climate change head on. We're not flinching. We're not wincing. We're going right at it. Don't flinch or wince. And as bad as COVID was this year, and it was horrible. Horrible. Five or ten years from now, every year, the climate, the cl- uh, climate change will make things worse and worse and worse, even worse than it was this year in COVID. Because when climate changes, it's such an overwhelming force that unless we do something now, we may not be able to stop it. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. So spend trillions of dollars, trillions of trillions and trillions more dollars. Trillions of dollars. You know what it occurred to me, too, uh, as we're now spending trillions of dollars, not just on climate change, by the way, but a whole bunch of other stuff, too. I'll tell you all the details that's in this bill, but it occurred to me as we're doing this now that this whole notion of where we are today in this day and age in which we live is you can justify spending as much as you possibly want on everything, on anything. And it's now an FDR-style budget, budget, and they say that with, they're proud of it. This is an FDR-style budget. FDR himself would be proud of this. Trillions of dollars. So listen to now how your money is going to be spent under the guise of infrastructure to deal with climate change. Ready? Here we go. The future of our planet looks bleak. Yeah, with you running it, it does. do something right now. And the budget reconciliation bill will do more to combat climate change than any legislation ever. Ever. Ever in the history of the Senate. That is a promise. And while my Republican colleagues regurgitate the same tired talking points about a Democratic spending spree, let me remind America... Let me remind America, I'm going to regurgitate the same tired talking points about climate change. Plan to pay for this package by making the wealthy pay their fair share. There it is. Pay when their fair Republican share. Republican friends held the majority in this chamber. <clears throat> they chose to use the <clears throat> same process Democrats are using now. Budget reconciliation. 
to give corporations and the wealthy a massive tax break <clears throat> at a time of egregious <clears throat> income inequality. The former Republican majority rammed through a bill where 83% of the benefits went to the top 1%. 83% of the benefits. What does this have to do with climate change? I have nothing against the wealthy. God bless do. them. They're doing fine already. I think you do. But I it's disagree. time to cut taxes for American families, middle-class families, not multi multinational corporations. To make our tax code more progressive and more fair. There it is. That is what Democrats Progressive and fair. So now we're going to raise the corporate tax rate, which of course means corporations are going to hire less people and also start offloading their money again offshore because it's what they do. It's what they did last time until Trump came around and they lowered the corporate tax rate and then the companies brought all this money back. Because that's what they do. They don't want to spend a lot of money. Every time they have to give the government more, that's a, that's a job. It's costing them a job. Why don't these idiots see this? They don't care is the problem. They don't care. Let me turn. And Bernie Sanders, who I'm sure we're going to hear a lot from, Bernie is fired up. He is fired up. He's so happy today because now for once, he says, Congress is going to stand with working families. That's what he said today. On the floor now, of the I Senate. I understand that Senator McConnell, the Republican leader, and others are really shocked by this bill. They cannot believe it. Imagine, Banging just things. imagine, Banging. that the United States Senate is addressing the needs of working families. Why are you And young? it's going to stand up for ordinary Americans rather than just the wealthy and powerful. What is this world? Coming to here's a mass. Don't tizer. we understand that here in the Senate, we're supposed to take campaign contributions from the drug companies and the insurance companies and the fossil fuel industry and from the one percent and do their bidding? Isn't that the way it has always been done? Do their here bidding in the U.S. Senate. Well, Senator McConnell, things are changing. <laughs> He's For very once in up. a very long time. The United States Congress is going to stand with working families and not just the rich and the powerful. You hear that, now, McConnell? You hear that? Listen, McConnell, outside, you and me, right now, we're going to fight, literally fight for working families. You and me, right now, let's go. It's go time. He's very fired up. Well, good for him. I mean, he's getting everything he wants. He's the, he's the man right now. Bernie's the man. He's in charge of everything. I mean, like everything is literally, it's everything that's happening right now is all Bernie's design. It's all Bernie's design. All of it. He's, he's, he is the guy pulling the strings of the puppet, the puppet being the president of the United States, Joe Biden, completely pulling the strings. And he's getting everything he wants. Turning to um, local stories, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy today. Local for me, maybe not local for you. Thank you for listening, no matter where you are, and thank you for subscribing to this podcast, too. Uh, New Jersey's Governor Phil Murphy, King Philip the Unaccountable, today speaking, um, saying something belligerent and ignorant, of course, this time now killing, accusing people of killing people, wanting people dead. If you disagree with his policies, you're killing people and you want people to die. He screamed at somebody last week over this. We screamed at people going, you are the ultimate knuckleheads. You are the ultimate knuckleheads, New Jersey. Now he's again accusing more people of wanting people to die. Here we go. I mean, the, the disinformation figure, there's probably too many to name, uh, but they're, they're, they're making people sick. 
And in some cases, they're killing people. I thought COVID was. And other people are irresponsibly repeating stuff that they're hearing as though it's true. I mean, I'm I'm not getting political, but the people I'm I'm running against started repeating this ridiculous uh, Fox News narrative that the reason why COVID is raging in Texas and other places like that is because illegal immigrants are coming over the border, encouraged by this president. Uh, with COVID and then being put on buses and sent to states. I mean, that's like tinfoil hat stuff. Is it? Uh, so let's let's call the balls and strikes as we see them. And and, and if you hear something that's crazy like that, uh, be responsible. Don't repeat that. Uh, in addition to calling out the person who said it. So I'll leave it at that. Okay, well, here's a mayor from a Texas border town in Laredo, Texas. I don't know if this is actually tinfoil hat stuff. Let, let's 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 ask him. Again, uh, we hear so much about McAllen, Texas. What's the situation there with illegal migrants and COVID in Laredo? The uh, situation here is that we we're taking the overflow. Border Patrol is overwhelmed in the McAllen RGV area that they're busing migrants to our city to uh, to be processed. Uh, uh, we've had no other choice but to actually the city of Laredo proper basically transporting these these folks uh, further north uh, uh, because we can't handle it here. The NGO capacity is very limited. Uh, whatever migrants were, were uh, being uh, received here would easily uh, create uh, or cause the, uh, the NGO to, to be quarantined. And then, of right. course, Border Patrol keeps on dumping more and more migrants that we can't handle them. So we're just busing them out. So this mayor with his tinfoil hat, seeing illegal immigrants everywhere he goes, like I see dead people. Phil Murphy's in New Jersey. This mayor is down at the border. His, his community is a border town. And Phil Murphy knows better than this guy, even though Phil Murphy's in Trenton, New Jersey. And he's going to white-splain to this mayor what he, what's really going on in his town and his community. Think of the arrogance of that. Think of the arrogance of New Jersey's governor to tell this mayor what's really going on in his community. No, 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 you don't know. I know better. I'm thousands of miles away in Trenton, New Jersey. But I know better than you, mayor. I know better. And I'll call you a tinfoil hat whack job if you think your town's being overrun by illegal immigrants bringing COVID. Here's what he also said to John Roberts today on Fox News. So we have, Mayor, a huge contradiction here. We've got the Biden administration uh, recommending mask mandates, potentially recommending vaccine mandates. Apparently, according to the AP, the Pentagon is going to require all active duty personnel to get a COVID vaccine by September the 15th. And yet at the same time, these illegal migrants who have not been tested for COVID, not been vaccinated for COVID, many of whom are COVID positive, continue to flood across the border. And that's and we see it here. Uh, you know, we don't test. Uh, Border Patrol doesn't test. Uh, you know, they don't have that capacity until. You know, what do you expect from a smaller you know, entity like the city of Laredo? Uh, so basically, these folks are going north. Although we we coordinate with the NGOs and the uh, and the emergency management yeah. coordinators in those cities that they're traveling, but but you know we're doing the best we can with what we have. So so let me quickly ask you this question: uh, Since uh, Jaime uh, Villalobos uh, got elected mayor there in McAllen, he's a Republican. We've been hearing a lot more from officials in McAllen about the situation down there. The message going right to the White House: You are a Democrat, even though your what? office is is, is nonpartisan. What? what would you say to President Biden and the White House about all this? 
please send us resources. We've been asking for resources for months now. And by resources, what? I mean personnel. It's my understanding, too, that the board... Wait, 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 wait. Why don't you take off your tinfoil hat, you Fox News-watching Republican, you, and actually realize that there is no problem in your town, okay? Why don't you stop pretending like there's an illegal immigration problem and listen to the guy in Trenton, New Jersey, who knows better than you, pal, all right? Just back that up a little bit. Nonpartisan. What would you say to President Biden and the White House about all this? Please send us resources. We've been asking for resources for months now. And by resources, I mean personnel. It's my understanding, too, that the Border Patrol budget for this year uh, was not increased. I think it was lessened. So, you know, we can't go that direction. You know, we need more Border Patrol. We need more technology. We need these these migrants to be tested at the border before they travel further north. Why? Uh, so that's the sort of things that we need here uh, at the border. Uh, but we need relief. You know, we need to secure the border, frankly. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and for us, it's uh, you know, these asylum seekers should be applying from uh, their country of origin or somewhere close, safe places within those countries. But don't force them to come to the border to, to actually uh, declare asylum. See, that's so weird to me that this mayor thinks he has a problem in his town. And that he thinks that there's a problem at the border. I mean, this guy is nuts, clearly nuts, this Democrat mayor in Texas. Because Toothy... Phil Murphy, he knows the real story, the real deal, which is that this is tinfoil hat stuff. Fox News Fox narratives News that narrative. the reason why yeah. COVID is raging in Texas and other places like that is because illegal immigrants are coming over the border, yeah. encouraged by this president uh, with COVID and then being put on buses and sent to states. I mean, that's like tinfoil hat stuff. Uh, so let's let's call the balls and strikes as we see them. Yeah, how about this? And, and, a big strike to you, you you moron. You don't know what you're talking about, Governor. The mayor of the uh, you know how many mayors of Texas have spoken out now. The mayors of these border towns and have said we're in a crisis right now. Meanwhile, you are about to go to Italy to enjoy your time in your Italian mansion villa. Why don't you go down the border? Take a look for yourself. Look at all the tinfoil hat conspiracy theories that are going on down there. Huh? I dare you. I double dog dare you. What do you think? What do you think, Gov? Hang on. Here we go. Smart, funny podcast. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. If you say it is. My goal is to cut through the BS, and there's a lot of it out there. There's a lot of it. And the one thing that I will tell you is it is outrageous for anybody to yell the name of a mascot at a baseball game. And if we can't all agree on that, I don't know what we can agree on. Stop yelling at mascots. Really? You think Gritty likes it? You think the Fanatic likes it? You think Dinger likes it? You know, if we all just had mascot tolerance, like if we could all just agree to let mascots be and stop trying to pose for pictures with them and hug them and love them, just leave them alone. None of this would have happened. None of this would have happened. So, in uh, reality world, which I, again, feel like I'm living in a, in a crazy world. Do you feel that way sometimes? Do you ever feel that way? It, it, to me, it feels like that more and more every single day of my life. Like we're living in a, in a fake reality world of fakeness. And all I keep thinking to myself is, uh, at what point do people turn around and say, all right, I said something that was totally stupid. 
and I'm going to own it. Like, I accuse this man of shouting a racial slur, and I'm going to own that. Uh, I accuse the mayor of uh, this town in Texas and others of, of wearing a tinfoil hat and making up the immigration problem. But again, you don't get in trouble if you're wrong. There's no consequences. Nobody seems to care. They don't beat you up for it. It doesn't matter. So... That's what I can tell you right now that's going on in New Jersey and around the country, as a matter of fact. So over the weekend on the unbiased journalist George Stephanopoulos' show this week, Democracy for America CEO Yvette Simpson made this point about vaccine hesitancy. And I bring this up because of a lot of stories today suggesting that the only people in America who are not getting the vaccine are white Trump supporters, CNN Brian Stelter, little Brian Stelter, said the following, quote, white male Republicans don't want to get the shot. The CDC director, who was a CDC person who was on with them, agreed. CNN host Chris Cuomo, the lesser Cuomo, blamed, quote, Trumpers for refusing the vaccine. And one MSNBC segment claimed there actually is very little hesitancy at the moment between African-Americans and Latino communities. Even though, actually... A recent survey found that among Fox News viewers, the fears of the vaccine hesitancy has dropped to an all-time low. Imagine that. So let me play you what she said over the weekend on the lesser, on the unbiased journalist show. It's hard to keep up with all these nicknames. I think that this is pretty telling. Uh, it, it's political. The hesitancy is political. But also we've seen uh, hesitancy among black and brown populations as well. People just don't trust the government. That's right. And, you know, with with uh, good reason, you know, in, in the past, you think about Henrietta Lacks, you think about the Tuskegee experiment, you think about the fact that a lot of black women still can't get the kind of care and aren't taken seriously when they go to their doctor. The fact that this is being done kind of outside of the traditional care, you know, folks who have blood clots traditionally, a lot of black women in particularly af- afraid of what this might do for them. Uh, and so we really need to continue to like combine, particularly for black Americans combine traditional care. Go to your doctor, talk to your doctor about the risk of whatever your underlying condition is versus the vaccine. I think that will, will go a long, long way. And I think most people are feeling like I can take this risk that I'm going to get COVID or a very clear risk that I might have an aneurysm or that my blood pressure might be, react with this vaccine and I might die instantly. And so we just need more education. We need to make sure people are talking to their doctors and not just watching the television. Chris, the well, not just watching the television, she says. But of course, if you watch the television, you would just believe it's just a bunch of white MAGA Trumpers who aren't getting the vaccine because the media is completely dishonest with you. And they have no interest in actually trying to understand some of the concerns that she mentioned. And she's not going to do that. I, I, they won't do that. They won't even for a second assume that what she says has any merit whatsoever. Oh, here's something else for you. The Obama super spreader event continued. I didn't know this. But he actually had a big brunch. Did you know that? A Sunday brunch, crowded Sunday brunch. They showed some of the pictures of it. At the former President Barack Obama's super spreader 60th birthday event in Martha's Vineyard, marking the third straight day of pandemic partying for the Obamas. The Sunday brunch took place at a waterfront restaurant with photographs showing Barack and Michelle seated among a crowd of friends, none of whom could be seen wearing masks as they socialized in close proximity, according to a report from the Daily Mail. The Obamas and their friends appear to be seated in a partially enclosed tent area just a short distance from the water of course he was cutting a rug dancing it up at his 60s birthday party maskless as hundreds of guests attended the party definitely definitely a super spreader event at least i'm going to call it that because it's funny for me to call it that 
I don't know. It's just, I, I keep hearing about Sturgis, the motorcycle gathering, and Dr. Anthony Fauci over the weekend said that it was definitely going to be a super spreader event. He didn't offer any evidence. And last year's Sturgis was not a super spreader event, mainly outdoors the event. Everything was fine, but, you know, you just say things. Just throw things out there. It doesn't matter if you're wrong, like I said at the start of this. You can say whatever you want. You don't have to atone for it. You don't have to apologize. You don't even have to worry about anything. As long as you are at a Barack Obama function, it's safe. Just know that. It's safe and celebrated. And the crowd there will be sophisticated and vaccinated. That's what the New York Times reporter said. Sophisticated and vaccinated. Yes. Very posh. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. Look, we are very, very posh and very, very vaccinated and very, very, very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's uh, New England Cable News reporting on Obama's super spreader on event. What happened over the weekend? Let's go in depth. Former President Barack Obama's birthday bash was held over the weekend. Melody Mendez joins us now to break it all down. It was a party, huh? Yeah, some party. And keep in mind, this was scaled back because of COVID concerns. It was supposed to be even bigger, but from what we've seen, it still turned out to be quite the event. Stars descending on the tiny Massachusetts island of Martha's Vineyard. Hundreds of guests attended Obama's 60th birthday celebration Saturday. And I remember this was supposed to be just family and very close friends. But the posts are all over social media. Um, because of strict ban on phones, though... Well, there aren't too many posts of pictures, but in one we did see from Erica Baidu, you could see reportedly the former president dancing maskless with a group of people behind him. Now, as for the stars who did make the cut, Beyonce, Jay-Z, we know Sue O'Connell wasn't on the list, but Gail King, Tom Hanks, George Clooney, Alicia Keys performed, as did John Legend, his wife Chrissy Teigen, and their kids were there as well. Again... Very few pictures or videos from inside the event because of a strict ban that was set up by the Obamas. But we have seen some paparazzi shots and some from folks' cell phones. Uh, we do know the Secret Service set up a no-fly zone over the Obamas' $12 million mansion as the former president and his guests danced the night away. It was a three-day event, too. Uh, I guess they had brunch yesterday. A three-day super spreader event. How about that, huh? Outstanding. I say good for him. You know what? You got a party. You got a party. Just don't lecture me about my social events when I'm gathered around hundreds of people without masks, okay? I don't want to hear the lecture. Just don't lecture me, that's all. I won't lecture him. You don't lecture me. Can we all agree on that point? Because if we can, we can all get along. If we all agree to stop yelling at mascots. I'm tired of it. They deserve better than this. I don't know how you people live with yourselves just yelling at mascots like they don't have any feelings. Of course they have feelings. They're mascots. What else can I tell you about the news of the day today? There's a lot of it, obviously, that's always breaking every afternoon. The spending that's going to take place in Washington is actually making me very, very nervous. But it's not making me nearly as nervous as the vaccine mandate that's coming. And it's a big rollout that's coming. And unfortunately, there's not much we can do about it. Look, I love the idea of, uh, of, of everybody in America standing up to this nonsense, like Senator Rand Paul said. I really do. I love the idea of what Senator Rand Paul said. If you missed it, let me play for you. You know I'm a big fan of Rand. I always have been. He's one of the true libertarians left in Congress. He's a man who's consistent in his, 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 his points about freedom and liberty and individual liberty. And they hate him for it. 
because everybody's just supposed to cower down and listen to our overlords in Washington and and and, and corporate America and uh, and just believe whatever experts quote unquote experts tell us. Whether it's an expert telling us that a man shouted a racial slur uh, at a baseball game, or it's an expert telling us uh, this or that, or you just believe it. Don't question it. Rand Paul views it another way. He says it's time for us all to stand up and do something about it. Push back, fight back. It's time for us to resist. They can't arrest all of us. They can't keep all of your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. Although I've got a long list of ones they might keep closed or might ought to keep closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. Nancy Pelosi, you will not arrest or stop me or anyone on my staff from doing our jobs. We have either had COVID, had the vaccine, or been offered the vaccine. We will make our own health choices. We will not show you a passport. We will not wear a mask. We will not be forced into random screenings and testings so you can continue your drunk with power reign over the Capitol. President Biden, we will not accept your agency's mandates or your reported moves towards a lockdown. No one should follow the CDC's anti-science mask mandates. And if you want to shut down federal agencies again, some of which aren't even back to work yet, I will stop every bill coming through the Senate with an amendment to cut their funding if they don't come back to work in person. Boom. Local bureaucrats and union bosses, we will not allow you to do more harm to our children again this year. Children are not at any more risk from COVID than they are from the seasonal flu. Every adult who works in schools has either had the vaccine or had their chance to get vaccinated. There is no reason for mask mandates, part-time schools, or any lockdown measures. Children are falling behind in school and are being harmed physically and psychologically by the tactics that you have used to keep them from the classroom during the last year. We won't allow it again. If a school system attempts to keep children from full-time in-person school, I will hold up every bill with two amendments, one to defund them and another to allow parents the choice of where the money goes for their child's education. Do I sound fed up to you? That's because I am. I'm not a career politician. I practiced medicine for 33 years. I gr- yeah, yeah, he's actually a doctor. He's a doctor. Now, I could go on, and it's nice in theory to be able to resist all this, but the problem is they can't arrest all of us, but they can certainly force us to do things. But what worries me more is that a lot of people will think Rand Paul is going to kill people, and they won't agree with him on standing up. They'll actually just comply. That's what worries me more than anything, is that we've reached a level of compliance in this country that is a little bit scary to me. It's terrifying, actually. I mean, I see it myself. Myself, when I walk around and see all the people wearing masks, and I see how many parents are really not upset that their kids are going to have to wear masks starting the school year. It worries me. And now, Real America's Voice put together this little montage, and I'll give them credit, Real America's Voice, for putting together a little montage here of the mask, I'm sorry, the vaccine mandates beginning now in America. You know me, I'm vaccinated, but I certainly do not want a mandate. I don't think you should be forced to do anything you don't want to do and certainly not forced to put something in your body. I also think that the argument that you're going to cause a variant is a lie, and I've explained that in great detail. But take a listen. 
Now to the debate over vaccine mandates. Some vaccine mandates, they are going into effect over in New Jersey. In fact, Governor Phil Murphy announced that all Garden State health workers must be vaccinated. One of L.A. County's biggest employers now has a vaccine mandate to see how many Kaiser workers still need to get the shot. There was a rally of health care workers just last week protesting the vaccine mandate here. Denver announced a vaccine mandate for city workers. And now fitness centers Equinox and SoulCycle announcing their gyms will require members to provide proof of vaccination. Today announcing a vaccine mandate for federal employees and contractors in the federal government. More companies are issuing vaccine mandates. New vaccine mandates are being rolled out across the country. Why not um, push for vaccine mandates in states, private companies, schools? Some school officials, they're considering vaccine mandates to enact a compulsory, mandatory vaccination law. He's an advocate for a vaccine mandate for all school employees, while also pushing for mandatory masks for children. New mask mandates and vaccine mandates. We've got to push that as a requirement and make sure that we know who is vaccinated. Every day, more businesses are implementing their own vaccine mandates. Big name gyms announce a vaccine mandate. Vaccine mandates. 60 major health organizations signed a statement supporting a vaccine mandate. Vaccine mandates can't come soon enough. It is possible that we will uh, come in with a vaccine mandate. It sounds like you are in favor of a vaccine mandate for staff. Universal masking and the vaccine mandate. Resisting some of these vaccine mandates. Gene said the words vaccine mandate. Oh my God, that sounds, for so many people, that sounds so jarring. A vaccine mandate. Like, America's never done that before. Why don't we just take down the American flag? If you don't get vaccinated, you can't come to work. You can't live. We're just going to take you and put you in front of a firing squad. I mean, it's insane how they all say the same things over and over and over and over again, isn't it? They all just parrot each other. And I think it's ridiculous because immediately when you start putting people, you force them to do something, they are going to double down on their position and say no. And all they're going to do is wind up justifying why they're right and you're wrong, but they don't care because they insult people. Again, they want everybody to believe that this is only aimed at just a bunch of white MAGA Trump supporters. But what are you going to say to the African-Americans in this country who are skeptical? And I played the clip earlier of the woman who's explaining why they're skeptical. What are you, what are you going to do? I'm just, I'm, are you going to force them to? You, you're going to come into the communities and, and what? Hold them, maybe, I don't know, get, get, get dogs again and water hoses and force people to get a vaccine? I mean, what are you going to do exactly? You have people in this country who have great distrust of the vaccine. And as Yvette Simpson said, and with good reason, and she listed off a whole bunch of reasons why. And many of them are health concerns. And many of them for African-Americans are also because of how the government's treated them in the past. And then I hear all these rich, overpaid, media-talking head liberals all going on and white-splaining to them why they're all wrong. Why there's nothing, nothing right about anything that they say. Nothing. Stop yelling at mascots, please, okay? Just stop it. We need mascot tolerance. It's all we're calling for today. It's all I need. And we all disagree on that point. Look, you know what it really comes down to? It really comes down to at this moment, and COVID is that very, very important moment that they have to expand the size of government, the biggest amount of spending you could ever possibly imagine. And they're very excited to do it. Make no mistake about it. COVID is a very, very convenient, convenient virus for them. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm saying it's very convenient for them. 
Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Democrats have unveiled a $3.5 trillion budget blueprint without addressing the debt limit. Elizabeth Warren, America's mother-in-law, plans to propose a minimum tax on the profits of the nation's richest companies. The Senate sets up final passage of the trillion-dollar infrastructure deal. All this are going on today in the midst of spending already on the infrastructure bill. Democrats on Monday launched their push for the most significant expansion of the nation's social safety net since the Great Society, unveiling a $3.5 trillion budget uh, blueprint that would boost spending on health care, child care, elder care, education, and climate change, while bypassing a promised Republican filibuster. The blueprint, which the Senate hopes to pass by the end of this week, would allow Senate Democrats to piece together social policy legislation this fall, fully paid for by raising taxes on the wealthy, large inheritances, and corporations. And if Democrats and their two independent allies can hold together, that measure could pass the Senate without a Republican vote. This is on top of the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. So it's on top of that. Now, let me ask you a question. Does this make you nervous, all this spending? It should, but even if the spending doesn't make you nervous, I would offer you this. How about the expansion of government? Does that make you nervous? Because it should. It should scare the hell out of you. Because even if you're not worried about the spending, even if you think, ah, don't worry about it, debt, ah, don't worry about any of this stuff, then what you should worry about is the fact that right now, right now as we speak, The United States of America is about to expand government in the biggest way it ever has, ever, since the days of Lyndon Johnson, FDR, and other people. And I'm not happy about it. Just like I wasn't happy about the big government expansion on the George W. Bush after 9-11, I'm not happy about this either. This is the kind of stuff that should make all of us nervous. Because you can pay down stuff, but what you can't do is undo the expansion of government. That's what you can't do. Once you've expanded government to the size that they want to expand it, the handout state, there's nothing you can do with that. That's it. That's there. It's done. It's done and it's not going away. So what do you do? What do you do about it is the question. Not much. Because unfortunately right now what we're looking at is Republicans who are unable to stop them. They're unable to stop them. And it seems right now, at least as I look at it, they don't really care. Some do. Some Republicans care. But others... Uh, they don't want to be seen as mean. And they know with COVID right now, a lot of people might need handouts. So they don't want to be seen as mean. That worries me too. This will be, and COVID is a perfect opportunity for this, another chance now to give benefits to this group, to that group, and the other group. But I leave you with this thought. Right now, there is a man in this country who is afraid to come forward and explain that he was not yelling the N-word at a baseball game. And as much as we can joke about how ridiculous this is, and it is ridiculous, think about that. Think about the fact that this man is afraid to come forward. The Colorado Rockies have finally now officially put out a statement that says the following. After a thorough investigation that included calls, emails, and video clips from concerned fans, media, and broadcast partners, the Colorado Rockies have concluded that the fan was indeed yelling for mascot Dinger in hopes of getting his attention for a photo, and there was never any racial slur that occurred. The Rockies remain dedicated to providing an exclusive environment for all fans, players, and guests at Coors Field, and any fan using derogatory language of any kind will be ejected from Coors Field. How about this? 
apologized to the guy for even suggesting that he was yelling the N-word out there and give him lifetime free baseball games and give him his chance to hang out with your damn mascot. All right, enjoy the rest of your day today. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Please like it, share it with a friend, give it a nice review, be nice to it. All right? It deserves your love. Thank you so much. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.